0: Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of the game show called Amateur Hour, a professional sports game show where we play game shows about professional sports, even though we've never touched a professional football, baseball, basketball, hockey stick or puck, tennis racket, badminton racket, or volleyball or soccer ball. I'm your host, Max, along with.
1: Hi, I'm Shreyas.
0: Our first contestant, and let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 70 Juan of Amateur Hour. We have a very exciting episode in store for everybody today. Got a lot of sports. I know, crazy, right? Sports podcast. Uh, we get a lot of sports, a lot of commentary, a lot of good trades, bad trades, letting people go, highs, lows, coaching, big bags. So stay tuned. Uh, it's going to be action-packed. But we're going to get things kicked off here with our tradition of the weekly highs. The weekly highs.
1: Yeah, Max, I'll start with my personal high. Personal high from this week. I'm definitely feeling better with my leg issue i tried some of the exercises that uh you uh sent me last week oh do they work Um, with the with the knee stuff yeah i've been doing that uh stretching a lot of stretching this week and uh and the savior the savior of the day has also been ibuprofen dude i was i was not taking the right thing i was like my doctor had said like oh you could take tylenol or advil like you take acetaminophen or ibuprofen and for some reason when i was taking tylenol for like five like five days i was taking like a pill or two a day just nothing was happening and i was like why like why am i still feeling like this nerve thing like it's just like it just feels like one wrong move and i'm gonna aggravate it but then when he was like oh maybe you should just switch over to, to to advil i was like okay i mean it's worth a shot like i like at this point at this point i haven't felt any 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 worse i haven't felt any better might as well just take it take it maybe a couple a couple times a day or something so i was taking like a pill or two a day and dude i'm feeling i'm feeling much better you know hopefully this like isn't just a phase and you know i'm able to kind of strengthen everything phase, in my leg. Mom. yeah that's great <laughs> strengthen everything yeah. in my leg and make sure it's uh it's good to go and i'm not kind of worried about it in the back of yeah. my mind i think that's the other thing is the mental aspect after you come back to some sort of injury whether it's physical, nervous stuff like, stuff like that like a six in the back of your mind. So, um, felt pretty good this week, yeah. That's
0: the past great. Days. No, that's great. Okay, keep walking backwards. Check out uh knees over toes guy cuz saved my knees again being taller. It's just crazy. It's just such a uh, I love that it's a different perspective on the exercise science that we were always taught growing up. You know, you n- never Never once did I hear walk backwards. It'll help your knees, hips, and ankles.
1: never had a clue. When you said it, I kind of thought you were joking until you were like, no, this is an actual no, no, no. It's, thing it's, that people No, yeah, no, It's
0: real. Yep.
1: Yep. And you yeah, feel no, it too. And- it, it, you feel it not only in the knee. You feel it like in the calf too because you're like the way you put your foot. And it's also – it's almost, like, it's almost like learning a new – it's like learning how to walk again because you're like – every time I'm like – you know how like when you try to moonwalk and you can do it the first step? And the second doom, one doom, is always doom, the hardest. Yes, <laughs> that's how it is when you do the knees over toes walk. Where you're like the first one, you're like, oh, I get it. And the second one, you always, I always misstep and falls always, down.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? <the>? Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Proof is in mm. the pudding. So mm. love it. Definitely would highly recommend. Go check it out. Great programs, free advice, even on the internet. So yeah good stuff all right stray what about uh sport wise yeah so let's talk
1: sports high this week and it's actually happening as we swe- as we speak max and that as is we speak the, sweet, the, sweet I, high sweet
0: I, high. let's <laughs> Listen, make up a new language
1: at we, least we sweet, sna, sweet sna. <laughs> yeah, we, i don't know we snaw was um who used to say we oh 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 that was uh spongebob when he's trying to hide the seahorse We saw. He goes. We saw. We saw. He goes. Mr. Krabs (laughs) goes. I'd work on
0: that. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm just practicing (laughs) for my horse impression. (laughs) And get back Um, to
1: work. Yeah. Um, yeah, So uh, it's actually happening as we speak, Max. It's the MLB or pro baseball Hall of Fame ceremony and uh the biggest name right so there's a lot of players that were there's a couple of players and managers from veterans committee uh that were uh voted on and, and they got in they got inducted this year but the biggest you know first time first ballot hall of famer for this year and the only one this year that got first ballot or that was on the actual ballot was david ortiz you know
0: go being a well, how, how could you not being
1: a being a Red Sox fan, being for so many years, Max, I think David Ortiz encompasses everything about this generation of the Red Sox, and you know you're going to talk a little bit more about the Red Sox of uh, of the present,
0: of, of current, of present, yeah,
1: of present. But the Red Sox of the past and how the last twenty years have been uh, was stamped in history because of David Ortiz and any moment where they won, David Ortiz was a part of it and he was a huge part of it. And any moment, and, and, and could you either, could you think of one moment that like, other than maybe 2011 when they just absolutely crapped their pants at the end of the year and didn't make the playoffs and they were supposed to be amazing, right? They were amazing to start that year and they just went on a absolute collapse. There hasn't hmm. been a real year where you thought the Red Sox starting the year where you thought the Red Sox are going to be bad this year when David Ortiz was playing,
0: right? They were never. Any, they were never. Any time that thick frame stepped up to the plate, you know, it's a good chance that ball is going to be sent. Sent.
1: Man, and just talk about when you need it most, right? Manny had those moments, but David Ortiz just had more of those moments. Right.
0: You think of, it's big, it's big poppy, baby. <laughs> you think you of, can't hate him. He's his, he says, freaking Boston, is lobster rolls.
1: <laughs> is, we have David Ortiz way, right? Like that's the new, like, right. So it's like, he's so ingrained in the city. You think of, this is our effing city or, uh, you know, down three Oh against New York in 2004. Right. You think of all that you think the clutch hitting the, the game-winning Dope. hits, the the tie game when he hit the uh, grand slam against the Tigers, right? Like Dope. there's just like so many moments come to mind when he smashed the when he smashed the uh, phone in the dugout against the Orioles, I think it was, and he went off. He <laughs> <was> just absolutely <laughs> wailed on that thing and went off on the ref. Like there's so many moments, and like people just love him. Like you can't be in this region in the Northeast
0: and not say you you don't like david ortiz it's look even people yeah but you know that even people from outside of new england love big poppy for for he's an he's an up her, he's a nice guy great guy you know oh, he's a players
1: guy too max he a, he yeah he, all the players love him right even the current players they look up to him especially you know coming from like the dominican republic where he's from those players yeah. look up to him they like xander bogart's like he's from aruba rafael devers like those players they all like think of him as like a mentor figure. Cause he comes and he talks to them. He understands like what players are worth, what he's worth. He's great on TV. He's hilarious on TV. So mm-hmm. he's just got, he's just gotten like, I think the grasp of the national attention that so many people I think are going to want to see him talk. And I think are especially excited to see him talk today. So it's going to be yeah. a huge moment.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to shift gears here, put it in the sixth, uh, put it back in one, I'm uh, going to go to the weekly lows, <coughs> the lows, not Home Depot people, the weekly lows. So I guess my personal one, I had a couple this week and, you know, I was debating, I was like, how personal do I get? I was like, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. keep, we'll keep it surface level. You, you people yeah. won't know me. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, You're that's kidding. <laughs> Um, No, get to know me, man. Chad, I'm fun. I'm i uh, I'm great at parties. Uh, oh, he's great at parties. I will hit on your grandma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not. <laughs> Strayus does not condone that one. No, just joking. Long walks on the beach. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So my personal low is that I had this beautiful, luscious mane of hair. It was just getting a little bit too long and it just needed to kind of be re-layered. You know, anybody who has ever grown out their hair, you know, sometimes it just gets to the point where you just need it to be touched up before you keep growing it well i go to a barber i say well no it wasn't even a barber it was a stylist i was like it's long hair i'm not gonna mess this up i said exactly what i wanted i was like i want this thing you see how it looks right now i just need to trim i just need to like take like a quarter of an inch off relayer it yeah mm-hmm. they, they they messed me up they messed me up i walked out and i was like this is the stupidest haircut that i've ever gotten so when when they, when they said a, when you said a quarter of an inch how much did they end up taking out They took off like the whole sides. They kept the back long, but the back was uneven. Like, and that was the thing. (laughs) They gave you a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. (laughs) They gave me almost a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet, but it was so uneven. It wasn't even funny. And so I pulled some of the hair down over my ears. They're like, "Yeah, we're not really going to clean up there." I was like, "Okay." It was just uneven. There was different strands, different lengths. They said they wouldn't clean
1: around your ears. They wouldn't like. Yeah, they're like, they're like,
0: "Oh, I'm going to leave it longer there," but it was uneven. Like some strands are short, some are long. It looked god awful. Like, it, and you know, I sent a picture to my parents. They're like, you look fine. I was like, no. You see this in person. I went to the gym with one of my friends who hadn't seen me since I got the haircut. He's literally, first thing he says, like, what happened to your hair?
1: And I was like, yeah,
0: I know. I know. So I went back to the barber, back to a different barber, and I said, take it all off. So I got a nice little, like, kind of medium fade. It looks nice. On top. No, I well,
1: stop. It was great. But it's funny because no. the last two times you've gotten your hair short, it's not on your own accord. It's been because someone's messed you up and you've had to go back and just kind of deal with the consequences or fix it. And I was really liking the long hair.
0: It's really And the last the
1: time, hair. the last time you couldn't even recover to this state, remember? I think you had like more of a buzz cut.
0: Oh, yeah. The top That's was more. I went to the, yeah, when I went to the barber, he's like, what did we do last time? Did we do a two? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, we did a two forgetting how to count so i was baby bottom basically bald <laughs> it was it was bad so that's my that's my low is that i really wanted to keep the long hair i don't mind it now yeah that in between phase was terrible though i lost all my confidence for about two days i was and i, I gave it a fair chance i was like maybe it'll look better after I wash it nope yeah terrible all right so you kept so, it for two days dang i kept it for two days i kept it for two days because my parents were like you can't cut it it looks <laughs> fine. There's only so many what happened to your hairs you can take. One. One. <laughs> One was enough. But, but Shay, it was, you know, it's a personal thing. I, every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, Jesus.
1: Yeah. You, you scared bad. yourself. You
0: went, you went into the mirror, you went, ah, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I didn't know Michael Myers got out of prison again. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Wait, it's me. It's- <laughs> so, Part of the, my my sports low, and um, you know we talked about the Red Sox last week. Talk a fair amount about baseball here on this podcast, uh, but we got to talk about the Red Sox again. Uh, a lot of teams no, are doing great right, right now. No, 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 no. no. yeah. I want I wanted to share this with everybody. Four games, <laughs> right? The past four games, and this is two games against the Blue Jays, two games against the Yankees. The Red Sox have been outscored fifty nine to nine. 59 to 9 over four games. They lost That's- every <laughs> single one of them. And, and, and just 14 to 1, 13 to 2. The big one, 28 to 5, and 4 to 1. And today, currently at the bottom of the second, they're down 5 1. So, uh, uh, wow. We were talking about, you know, you talk about the roller coasters of seasons, and we talked about this last week, but I just really wanted to re highlight and re emphasize. Uh, the <laughs> if they lose this game, they're at five hundred. Not a good time to be at five hundred right now. Not a good time were, to crap in your hands up. and rub it in your eyes.
1: I don't know, they, Trey. That, that they were looking look up, up dude. They were looking up, and then it just went all crashing down this month. It was, it's been. We've talked about it, Max. The roller coaster. This is the. the it's continuing to drop. Like this is one of those drops. From no, the, the wheels from the top. fell off. The wheels, the wheels fell off. <laughs> the wheels fell off. You just don't even know where it's gonna go. Is it gonna go up? Is it gonna go backwards? Is it gonna you know what I mean? Like you're
0: gonna get stuck in the bottom. Like what's gonna happen? You don't even know. Oh, Shrey, the 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 seriously, the pitching for the Sox has been horrendous. They're literally like they're just meatballing. Yeah. They're just they're just like, here, I just I just put it with a side of pasta, have three meatballs. <laughs> All right, and and against the Blue Jays, I have twenty-eight meatballs. Twenty-eight? 28 that almost broke records yeah yeah 30
1: is the record 30 is the record for a game and and hasn't happened in 2007 so for for you to get close and almost give up the record like and and not even that max i'm pretty sure they had scored 20 25 or 26 by the fifth inning oh so they had an they had an 11 run inning in there um, another seven run inning in there. So,
0: did they bring up Phillips Valdez again? Seriously,
1: <laughs> he's, I think he has played a couple of games, but uh, it's just they're 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 worse all around, right? This is a team that thought, oh okay, even with the injuries that we've had and you know people coming back, that's going to be our our trade deadline, right? We talked last week, Max, and it's so funny because we talked last week about Chris Sale coming back. and he's back baby and you know he's all this all this bs that was going on in in worcester with his rehab starts and you know the comments about uh we'll get there when we get there with the vaccine stuff and like you know just like it felt like okay i don't know what you're gonna get mentally from chris but physically hopefully he is back and then and then second start first start was good to start then he started to kind of really get iffy, and they ended up losing that game. The second start, he was he was not, he wasn't that great. He was okay, but then boom, finger injury. Right, gets the ball back to the mound and uh, hits him in the pinky. That was that was what the supposed trade deadline was: getting all these guys back and healthy. He was a big part of that, and he's been the big part of that for the past two years. No. Oh, once we get Chris Sale back, we're gonna be great like we don't need to go out and get any new p- uh, players we don't have to you know what i mean like what are we loading up for why we don't have to give up the farm to to get somebody when we have chris coming back
0: now what well well yeah sure but that's the thing to me is it's like you uh, you assume teams look good on paper the one factor that's going to change that is health health right always and i feel like i feel like you know baseball is a little bit different it's not a contact sport so injuries you know like a broken finger like that's I would say more of like an unfortunate circumstance. You know, it's not statistically probable that you're going to get a guy who breaks his finger on a ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, but the fact still remains that health is actually a big part of this. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And there you go. Right there, you have it. You're like, oh, we're banking on Chris Sale to be healthy. Chris Sale's not healthy. Now look where you're now. What? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now what? (laughs) Now you got to think. (laughs) You got to think back. Like, how much do you think that? the front office and how they run this organization, right? With where they've spent their money and that they're looking always towards the future and never towards how they can improve the team in the now, whether they're good or not, right? When you talk about last year and they ended up being good, right? They ended up going to the ALCS, but what did they do to to replenish and to to, to boost confidence in fans and their, their own team? They got Kyle Schwarber who ended up being really good for them. But he was injured at the time, and it was a cheap deal. It was a one-year deal, and they could get him on the cheap without giving up a lot of draft compensation, prospect compensation. So it was like, oh, okay, it's like a win-win, right? But if you want the same level of player again, I'm not sure you're going to be able to find that in this uh, in this trade deadline. So if you really if you want a hitter, and Kyle Roberts has turned into the best hitter and like basically one of the best power hitters in baseball this year, so you're not going to get that type of deal again. It's not just going to be sitting in your lap and you're going to be like, Oh, this is mine. Sure. I'll take it. Like, it's not, it's not going to be like that. So right. Right. Do the. Does this management go out and actually make a move that could try to, you know, bring things back, maybe try to get into one of those wildcard spots. I, I don't trust them. I really don't. If they won't do it wow. last year and they ended up going to the uh, ALCS and being two games away from the world series but this year they're not doing as well do i think that they're going to put more money into this team or you know take away a lot of the draft compensation or prospect compensation on this team just for what maybe to get into a third wild card spot maybe to lose in the first round no i don't think so i would be more worried about them selling off a couple pieces Mm. to what starting i don't even know about tank but like can they get a? Can they get some guys like, you know, fifteenth overall prospect, some or some system fifteenth overall prospect for I don't know Verdugo or something. Like you know, what? I, mean? I wouldn't be surprised if they just tried to like either call people on some of these like non Xander or Rafael Devers kind type of players, like the big guys, and see what they can get for them because they feel like they'd rather go in that rebuild slash look to the future direction than worry about paying their players now or getting or adding to the team and with the boston red sox you should have no reason to not add to the team considering their payroll considering that they're a big market there should be no reason why you shouldn't be adding and contending for a championship every year if not maybe two out of three years that type of thing
0: yeah 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 Hey, hey, Trey, you sound a little disgruntled over there, man. I'm sure that your sentiment is is shared by a lot of uh, other uh, Boston fans. So I want to build off that frustration as we dive here into the meat and potatoes. Uh, And I want to turn our gear over to a little bit of football and a little bit of the New England Patriots. The Pat Riots. Love them. Uh, You know, team that has had a couple rough years since losing Tom Brady forever in our hearts. Uh, it stings a little bit less now that what it's the third year that he's gone. It's all right. It's going to be the third year. Yep. Oh God. One year of Cam Newton. (gasps) Yeah. Years of Mac Jones. It's all right. So, uh, Patriots have a history. I think all Boston sports have a great history of letting players that for some reason, they're just like, eh, we don't want you anymore. Just walk, Mm -hmm. but walk Mm -hmm. for nothing. The most recent example of that is Nikhil Harry. Nikhil (laughs) Harry draft pick arguably a bust right and we talk about very low catch numbers very low yardage numbers very low touchdowns in his entire tenure with the patriots and you know this is a guy who was there's a lot of hype surrounding him so we're like oh okay you know let's let's be this new you know we're we're gonna build this guy up he's gonna be the next big thing here on the new england roster yeah not quite um (laughs) we let him walk Just like a lot of different people, uh, for what was it, Trey? A seventh round pick? Yeah, it was a seventh round pick, but not this year, Max. Or this upcoming? No, no. Oh yeah, not this year. Next year, (laughs) seventh round pick next year to the Chicago Bears. Say what you will about his recent performance, I think we could get a little bit more than a seventh round pick next year. Well, it's basically at this point like waving him. Like that really
1: doesn't even matter. Like who who's to know
0: seventh round pick?
1: Yeah, like what you're gonna I get. I want a fourth rounder.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but but that's that's the market, right? If you like last year, they couldn't even get rid of him, right? They were already thinking about this last year. Trying to waive yeah. him or trade him or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. probably
1: last year could have gotten uh maybe a fifth round pick. Maybe if you had traded <sighs> him last year. But it seemed like no one wanted him, right? So okay, yeah, they play out yeah. the year, and then this past year was horrendous. I think he ended up being more like an offensive lineman. All he did was block. <laughs> I don't know what he like. He, he didn't really do
0: much. So we don't want you touching the ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, we literally did like stay away from this ball type of player, offensive lineman. And he was your first round pick, Max. Wide receiver, yeah. first round pick. You expect for him to ball out if he's your first round wide receiver, and yeah. it, it, it added to chalk it up to all the the wide receivers that Belichick couldn't draft. That's just another one that uh, he missed on. And I don't know what you would think about kind of the thoughts of him finally being off of this team and what oh. that means for, for Belichick. And if it shows like
0: Belichick yeah. finally realizes that it was a bad pick. So there's, so there's two things. So there's two things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Harry himself. And then I want to talk about the Patriots. So for Harry mm-hmm. himself, um, kind of what I what, what you see in the media and what the kind of buzz is is that oh, this is an opportunity for him to restart his career. Don't know if I would go that far, depending yeah. on Trey. Do you think his failure was because of the pat system or because of him? Because no, all, I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't blame I the pat system entirely.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't blame him entirely because if you saw how he played, right? He's he's never been able to get separation, even in college if you looked at a lot of his highlights and stuff, and I looked at a lot of his highlights coming out of, uh, I think it was Arizona
0: state. He came out. Of. It's tough catches, but he's it's not a like lot tough of tough g- yeah. jump
1: up, jump ball type of catches on the sidelines. He's never been a middle of the field receiver, right? Yeah. He's never a guy to like take a lick after for catching the ball. He kind of stays on the sidelines and jumps up and tries to get it. And I, I just didn't realize that, like, okay, yeah, but he was a big body. He was—he's pretty big. I think he's like six one, upper two, um, like mid mid two hundreds, like two twenty ish type of receiver. That should yeah. be a guy that should be going and getting the ball, regardless of what type of catch it is. He should be making separation, but he just never was that player. And it's just poor scouting, Max. Before you move on to the Patriots, I want to tell you, and I—I I yeah. don't know if how if we've revisited this the wide receivers that were drafted in that 2019 draft max um it's been talked about an abundance since Nikhil harry was drafted but i kind of want to bring it back in people's minds right okay so marquise hollywood brown was the first wide receiver taken off the board so you had no shot at him okay Nikhil harry was taken he was the last pick of the first round right he was okay. brady's last year or brady you know maybe on the way out let's get him a guy that you know get him a weapon that will really you know he'll really want to play with right that's your guy that's who you picked. the next pick right the next wide receiver pick right after that round two debo samuel the next pick right after uh, uh wide receiver pick right after samuel aj brown the next what? pick right the next pick, right after AJ Brown, Mikael Hardman. Mikael Hardman, not as good as AJ Brown or, um, or Debo no. Samuel, but he's been a solid receiver for Kansas
0: City. Max. Uh, right, right, he's he's put up better stats than. hundred uh, percent. Yeah, he's uh right
1: now he's at one hundred twenty six catches for 17, uh, 1,791 yards. But again, Trey, you can touchdowns. Always, That's you pretty can good.
0: Argue? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay, keep, yeah. Just keep just keep going.
1: Um. And then obviously, so there's a couple people that uh, afterwards that didn't do so well. And then round two, towards the middle, DK Metcalf,
0: bruh. I right. I've, I've heard. I've heard enough. No, no, so, one more.
1: No, 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 no oh. two more. Right after DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Steelers. He's been a great wide receiver. He's a he's a receiver type of guy. He's 254 catches in four years, three years, yeah. insane, That's great. Um, right after Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, God. Like a couple like, you, know, you know what I mean? That's third I,
0: round. He's, he's the guy for the commanders right now. Yep. Weird saying commanders, but he's, he's their guy. He just got a huge bag. Uh, strike. Fifth this, round to right, so, Renfro. Man. All right. Yeah. So how
1: many so, receivers do I have to name Max that were regardless of the round, regardless of whether we could have gotten him in, in more rounds, did we you pick the, the one guy.
0: You picked the one guy that did not pan out. Ridiculous. And this is, I mean, we went down, you, you, you went down that list. I mean, there I was a lot of guys. There's a lot of um, solid. That, frust- that frustrates me. But again, you can always make the argument. It's like, what if? We know that New England is kind of a different franchise and the fact that they are very like play oriented. They have to have their guys memorizing a lot of stuff. It's a very serious. Like it's not, you know, the culture of the New England Patriots is very different from I think a lot of other teams. So you make mm-hmm. the argument, okay. Well, what if we drafted this guy, and what if he didn't fit, and what if it was a similar situation? Da 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 da. da. Maybe Nikhil Harry just got unlucky. That is part of it. The other part of it is you're right about how he was even as a draft prospect. He really he wasn't like the most talented, especially looking at those other guys and what they can do. So there's two things there, but then that's the third thing, and that goes into what I wanted to talk about. It just kind of shows you how the Patriots differ in their player development. The Patriots, I really wouldn't say are like a their strong suit is not developing players. They are not mm-hmm. a new they are not a Pittsburgh Steelers type of franchise, right? They want you to get in, they want you to literally do your job, and that's about it. Like if you're gonna put in extra work on the side and grow and all that stuff, it feels to me like that's a side project. Now, I'm not hating on the Patriots because they've been effective in what they do, but they're not like, hey, wow, this is our guy, this is our prospect. Let's build him up. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. no, you have to fit within our system. In you sink or swim. Now that doesn't work for everybody, and it doesn't work if you want to develop a player.
1: And Max, if you look at if you look at a lot of their recent stars or people that went out and got big money and stuff, they've either been outside acquisitions or players that have either been picked really late or undrafted people. Right? When you talk about right. J.C. Jackson, undrafted. Right. When you talk about um, Malcolm Butler, undrafted. Julian Edelman, low round pick. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I could go down the list. Obviously, Tom Brady, sixth round pick, right? How many first rounders, second rounders have they really had? Richard Seymour's, the you know what I mean? Like like those guys where you're like, this is a prime prospect, and he's going to play well. Yeah. Over the course of Belichick's tenure, it hasn't been too many, right? And it hasn't been too many studs in that in that category. When you talk about people that come in and play well, Revis, Gilmore, Judon, we could say played
0: well this year, right? Yeah. Those are all players that until have already end.
1: been they they they've all been, huh?
0: As I just said until the end, but yeah. <laughs> until the end, yeah, yeah.
1: But they all but they all um they all came from outside systems. And they kind of were plug yes. and play. Yes. So having kind of this it's consistently been like the high round picks, Max, have been really disappointing over the past 10 uh, other uh, gronk i would say gronk is an outlier in that case of like high round pick he was a second round pick but he dropped to the second round because he had some back issues coming out of college people didn't think he was going to be good we brought him in he's he obviously had some issues in injury wise but he's become he he was yeah he was injured arguably the top, top two tight end of all time so whoa top two tight end of all time why is that no. is that is that contentious I feel like
0: this is a little contentious
1: I mean it's I would top, say to, Tony Gonzalez yeah
0: yeah Tony
1: Gonzalez him who, who do you put above him in terms of impact and pl- impact on winning be having the physicality that he had and actually complete completing winning right he's one four. I know and did
0: and I know and he did the experiment with Tom where he went to a and Tom Brady team. and it worked, uh, right? Like like I know, I'm, okay, 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 okay. okay. Uh, maybe I'm gonna have to get back I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna run the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. run the numbers. But then I we'll you know, see. even top if you said top
1: two, two top three,
0: like I, that's, as far as far that's as far as I go. I don't know if I'm gonna clip that because that's contentious. We're gonna get our haters crawling out of the woodwork for that <laughs> one. Also, I just want everybody listening to know we now have two haters. Two <laughs> off our thing. Our second comment, this one was great, classic. Terrible takes, trash ass podcast. It's really good. And I think that really is yeah, marking he some, progress. He brought some facts too. Yeah. He brought some facts. But I think that's really marking progress. And that if we are offering up opinions enough to where somebody feels the need to take time out of their day to go out and say that, that means that it's reaching people who are not like within our immediate friends and family and fan base. So it's getting out there. And it's somebody who doesn't agree with our opinions and they're taking the time to share that. I think that's great. Oh, we love them. Yeah, I love it. Keep the hate coming. Even if we were the most hated podcast, but people are talking about it in this way, Shrey, all press is good press.
1: Yeah. As long as Skip Bayless is alive, I don't think we'll be the most skip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's going to say something that'll obviously be worse than what we end up saying. Skip Bayless it's a joke at this point. He literally just says stuff just to just to be wrong. Someone is saying stuff it's, just to get people riled up.
1: Someone is saying like the fact that LeBron has not commented ever on anything Skip Bayless has said is like uh, the the true Go. goaded part of his career. Go like that, like that true. is that is better than any championship he's ever won. Is that he never when he,
0: when he said that Kawhi was better than LeBron. <laughs> Listen, I love Kawhi Leonard. A awesome player, not better than LeBron. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah, so just wrapping up. Yeah, really, really, uh, just interesting. Interesting to see Nikhil Harry basically walk, like we said. Interesting mm-hmm. to see how the Patriots are really having a hard time as a franchise. And one other thing that Shreya mentioned that he wants to add: the the coaching, and this is something mm. we've discussed on a few episodes. Uh, there are no titles. Everybody is a freaking assistant. That means that there's no official offensive coordinator, there's no official defensive coordinator, and I don't know if that's because they don't want to pay their player, their their players, they don't want to pay their staff, or what the situation is. But this is what I'm talking about with New England's culture, right? That's not a typical move. You don't see that in a lot of franchises, if any. Yeah, it's just it's just weird, and it's definitely here's my hot take. Here's my hot take. Yeah. it might be time for the Belichick era to start to phase out.
1: It's definitely, win- it feels winding down,
0: right? Like, I'm down. getting, yeah. and
1: it's getting kind of old, like you said, like, how, especially if it does it's, okay, so it's one thing to do this, right? And it's another thing to do this and not get results. If Belichick does this <laughs> and there's no, and there's no results that come out of it that are, like, positive, we're You're already like, on, we're already yeah. on a middling kind of tenure post brady right first year didn't make the playoffs he butchered the quarterback situation we can say that second year you made the playoffs you got absolutely toasted in the divisional game by buffalo right so you're you got a little bit better you made the playoffs at the end even though there was a downswing at the end of the year you made the playoffs whatever okay so you went a little step up if there's no step up from that if they don't win a playoff game which i don't think they win a playoff game this year max just based on how the how tough
0: the afc is they it's may make
1: the wild card Shrey, i, don't, I even, don't think they I don't
0: win it I, I don't even know if we'll make it if if we look at how good well uh, if we look how good the dolphins are on paper
1: the dolphins yeah.
0: the chiefs
1: the broncos the the raiders the you know what i mean i like i could just keep going down the list yeah, of yeah, teams yeah. Yeah, that might, that could be better and probably are better on paper than the Patriots right now, so it's going to be tough. So, if, but if I don't see that what Belichick is cooking up is going to lead to some more positive results than from last year, Mac Jones taking that step forward in the offense, right, being a leader. If I don't see that call come to play, I mean, how long can we kind of continue this? Is it like, are we just going to give Belichick a lifetime position because he's? Done well in the past with Brady. Like, I well, can't do that. You've yeah, got to so, show him. Again,
0: it's talking about right. It's talking about legacy, but it's it's you know, the thing is, is that it's a basically it's a new team every, it. It's not basically it is, it's a new team every single year. You want to continue your franchise's success. We can't we can't hang our laurels on, oh hey, we won six Super Bowls. That's mm-hmm. it. We did it. Mm-hmm. We're tied for the most winning franchise. Great, we did it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, because the conversation,
1: it felt like the conversation stopped when Brady left. You know what I mean? Like now there's no, yeah. So that's that's New the, England is
0: not New England. People don't hate yeah. New England anymore. You know, I talked to people who mm-hmm. in years prior would be like, oh man, I freaking hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. And now they're kind of yep. like, yeah, I used to hate you. But now you're not that anymore. good anymore. Yeah. Now <laughs> always stink. I, it's just, just interesting to see. Um, yeah. A little sad, a little confusing, and I I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about when this season really gets into effect. It's gonna and be I don't insane. How, I don't know how much of it's gonna actually be good.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially with the first couple of weeks of the season, it's gonna be a real test because when we talked about Brady years, that first month they could go two and four, and then people would be like, oh, they're going two and four, but then you obviously have Brady, they come back, they they go twelve and four, right? Like it's yeah, it's just right. so simple. You go two and four in the first month of the season, first month and a half of the season, you're basically out of the playoffs right there. There's no way you're coming back. With this current Yeah. They got worse. They got worse in this offseason. Overall, they lost their best corner. They didn't really show. I mean, they got Devontae Parker, who's probably going to be the second or third receiver maybe. They didn't really get any better. They didn't make a step up in terms of acquisition from last year. So, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about. The hope is that everything kind of evens out and everything that we're worried about with the coaching, with with the players, they just exceed expectations. But I don't really feel that way right now.
0: Yeah, but Shrey, we said last year is an experiment year. Let's see how Mac Jones does at the helm, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go through it. Let's, you know, kind of run it. Let's see how he does. He did decently well. Then we said, we said last year, we're like, okay, this year is a trial year. We need to make major adjustments the year following, depending on how we do. Yep. those adjustments haven't come. So it doesn't look good. So I yep. want to I want to I want to move on to uh, one quarterback, uh, kind of a general topic, but one quarterback that exemplifies this, uh, the price of quarterbacks is going up across the board. And Trey, honestly, you can just argue that the price of every every star player is going up. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier, the price of wide receivers. Huge deals, huge deals. And it's getting other people at Debo Samuel, you know, guys like that looking for those big bags because that is what the culture is becoming. So now we're seeing that for quarterbacks as well. Aaron Rodgers, big bag. Tom Brady, bigger bag than he's ever gotten. Now, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray of the Cardinals. Great news for me. I love it. Uh, happy to have him stay. He is now the second highest paid quarterback in the league right now. Does he deserve it? When he's healthy, he's that guy. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's that guy. And the only reason that the Cardinals season last year was a failure is because of that stupid, stupid injury that I watch happen. So dumb. It was dumb. And that derailed their mm-hmm. entire season. That and then D Hop getting hurt shortly after that. I mean, yeah. they, they, you lose two star players. They fought as much as they could, but man, they 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 couldn't hold it down. And and losing Kyler Murray, he was not the same when he came back. But I still firmly believe he's that guy.
1: So yeah, so the market definitely was in his favor, right? And he waited. If you if you think about it, Max, we talked about Kyler Murray probably during the season, like six, seven months back, about you know, there's pro- there's a contentious relationship and the, he
0: put that letter out shortly he, after
1: that. He put the letter out, yep, and then they signed the coach first, and then they were like, oh, Okay, like you know, are they picking coach over quarterback? Like, those types of rumors started coming out. Those types of conversations right, were right. coming out. Now you know that he was just waiting and biding his time until he could get the best deal possible. And it felt like he got he got the Cardinals backed up in a corner. He, he, you know what I mean? Like, he basically is their only way to stay relevant, right? You could have DeAndre Hopkins, but you're not for the first six weeks. You could have... Yeah. AJ green and Zach Ertz and all these great players are, you know, good players. James Connor, <laughs> James Connor. Correct. Yeah. Like all these, these really good players, right? They players that attributed oh, to them. It's a good
0: team. It's a good team making
1: it's to the team. playoffs, but, but what without, are they without Kyler Murray? Right. He's their the biggest threat. Yeah. So he definitely took advantage of that. It's going to be tough to figure out how like, he's got to have make some impact in the playoffs he's got to make some noise this year coming off this contract right the last last year how it ended against that the the rams and that game against the rams was so poor right from him from the team just that effort i don't want to talk about it that (laughs) he had a sad
0: day for arizona that day um it was so poor that Arizona sports, man. Remember when I was yeah. like, bragging? I was like, "It's a, it's a great, great time to be an Arizona fan." Yeah. Wow. I hate those words. Talk about playoff disappointments, man. <laughs> the yeah, Suns this has not been a great six, seven months. Don't talk about that. Do not mention the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix right now, and then the Cardinals. Oy they Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. always have the Diamondbacks.
1: <laughs> yeah. But. um how is he gonna <laughs> you just got it yeah <laughs> but how are, how are they how is he going to be valued at this money right how what is he going to make as an impact that's worth what is it 230 for five years and 160 guaranteed right yes um, yeah, it runs
0: through 2028 20, so yeah yeah that's,
1: five, a lot. that's a lot and he obviously has the talent to be to make that type of money right if you consider But just based on what he's shown in his career so far right now, he's been a regular season player. And I'm not obviously going to say that he's going to be a regular season player, but he's got to make it upon himself to be uh, a playoff performer. And in the big moments, can he clutch a win out? Like, you know what I mean? Like he's got the tools around him. He's got the coaching staff that's based off of the Sean McVay system. And you know what I mean? They, they're they're super nuanced and they just fling the ball everywhere and have run run them around but it's gotta it's gotta be Uh, it's gotta lead to playoff wins right and so when you give that kind of money and the market like you said is going up you give Kyler Murray 230 what does that mean for a younger quarterback that's you know coming up what are they gonna get Are they going to get close to that? Is the market just going up for any quarterback, or is it just the top of the top? Who knows? People are going to look at that Kyler Murray contract for a while now. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Uh, I mean – Well, you know, Shrey, it's all because of inflation, really. Just things keep going up and up. Yeah, it could have been 215. It could have been 215, uh, but it was 230. (laughs) The only salaries that are getting adjusted are pro athletes. Everybody else (laughs) – Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. For real though. So, it's, it's been like that. No, Stray, it's super interesting. And 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 we've commented on, and I will continue to comment on kind of that shift to superstardom within uh the NFL as well. again, because we've seen it so much in the NBA. Now we're really seeing individual players in such a team oriented sport, right? Because we know mm-hmm. how important the O and D lines are, and that's made mm-hmm. up of you know. You know a lot of guys. Football rosters are huge. Each yeah one of those guys, guys plays a part. Even if it's your third string, you know, whoever still going to be important down the stretch of the season. So Yep, yep. Uh so it, it's it's interesting to see kind of that top end get loaded. It's um, a lot of money to tie up. If you think about
1: it, Max, they gave Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs did. Gave Patrick Mahomes that big five, contract. He right? was like 500 million 10 year. Like yep. yeah, like basically 450, 500 whatever, right? They weren't... Tyreek Hill has for more money and they didn't want to give it to him, right? They got so much money tied up at quarterback. They have to pick, they had to pick now Travis Kelsey or pay Tyreek Hill all this money, right? And they went, okay, we're going to keep Travis Kelsey on the contract he is right now and hopefully be able to extend him then pay Tyreek Hill the biggest contract ever for a wide receiver. So... That's a, that's going to be a conversation to make, right? Like what if they end up getting a guy, right? Like getting a guy next to Kyler Murray that really plays well with them. But then that next contract, will they be able to pay the, the next guy, whether it's on offense or defense, big money, having tied up so much money in quarterback, that's going to be, that's going to be a decision to make and how they're going to be able to navigate that.
0: Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. It is a big decision to make. But, you know, that's kind of that, that, that administrative side of sports with your taxes and your salaries and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. One quick thing before we head out this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, Celtics still apparently salty over uh, the loss here in the finals. Can't blame them. Uh, Grant Williams making comments of, man, we were the better team on Duncan Robinson's podcast. Marcus Smart sounding off. Uh, and then Steph Curry responding. Uh, with terribly written jokes at the ESPYs. <laughs> a lot of drama. Really terrible. Just uh forget about it. Let it go. Focus on this season. Grant, get back in the weight room. I I, I like that he's becoming more of a vocal guy. You know yeah. he's part of the, you know, he's uh, what vice president of the players association. You know, real cool. We got we got all three of them. Yeah.
1: Barack Brown and
0: Grant Brown, Williams. And Williams.
1: We got we got a full board on the Celtics. The trifecta,
0: (laughs) Uh, just guys, it's all right. Just let it go. Just
1: please, please
0: stop talking. I'm really please stop talking. It's just making us. It's it's putting. It's basically painting a big bright red clown nose. Especially after uh, LeBron's not unfounded comments about certain members of the fan base of Boston. Uh, There's not a good look on the franchise and the fan base right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just let's keep it low key. Right,
1: just you know, do your off-season it, work.
0: May, do, let your work do the talking. Actually, on that though, Jalen Brown, those workouts in the pool. Oh yeah, in the pool. Insane. this guy all <laughs> NBA, all NBA season coming up. It's moving <laughs> right now. No, JV was already that guy. JV's already that guy. I just want to see Tatum get in the gym. Mm. And I think he will be. I think. I think he's. I think he's going to be
1: kind of pissed off coming off of the season that he better. He was, he better, yeah. And I think he will. But just because you go through a finals where you you go through a playoffs where you're playing really well, right, for three series, and then that last series, it kind of is your defining moment, more of the spotlight is on you. And that's really the series that people are going to remember five, ten years from now, right, how Jason Tatum played in that series against the Golden State Warriors. He's got to get that bad taste out of everyone's mouth. And I think I think he's going to have to work as hard, even, even harder, to – Especially on the handles, the finishing, in contes- uh when contesting, all that stuff. It's gonna. I think. I think it's gotta come. It's going to come. Otherwise, <laughs> where's that competitive the competitive fire, right? I think it's gotta come from within. So, uh, Grant Williams, your just, life please. comes from within. Please, Grant Williams. Please, please stop talking.
0: Please, it's it's <laughs> please. I get it. Honestly, it reminds me of like, remember when Pat Bev during the rest of the playoffs when Pat Bev was on all these talk shows? Mm, yeah, yeah, Pat Bev, shut up. Talking about um, market. He, Chris he's, Paul he's like, and everything. Yeah. He's like, Chris Paul's a fraud. He can't, he can't do anything. I'll guard Chris Paul all day. It, it, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Sometimes, man, good press is, it, you know, all press is not good press. Seriously. And, and Grant Williams is not done enough. Period. Mm. To be making the kind of comments where it's like, we're, we're the better team. We're slight in the finals. Clearly, you weren't. You guys had problems. You beat yourselves.
1: And there's and a difference. Paper, you- yeah, yeah, I yeah. was going to say. There's a difference between talent and what you think is talent and what do you think is a better team, right? Better team is one that comes out on top.
0: Boom. And also talent, too. Come on. The Warriors are wicked deep, and you have the greatest shooter of all time and another one one of the greatest shooters of all time on the same team. I know Clay really mm-hmm. didn't do it. Andrew Wiggins turned into Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. You know, all your role players stepped up. Otto Porter Jr., Gary Payton. We, we've talked about this. Like, it sucks. And all the Celtics did was give them the ball, crap in their hands, and rub it in their eyes. <laughs> they really are and with that i bid you adieu you have been listening to another episode of amateur hour a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports i'm your host max along with shreyas and we will see you next time peace